This is the Crit RPG Pub Crawl, where we talk with all the publishers in the progression fantasy and lit RPG space. Hi, and welcome to the Crit RPG Pub Crawl. I'm welcoming Actus, representing Atheon Books today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so nice. Uh, I'm stoked. So, Actus, who are you? Me, myself. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I, I'm mostly an author. That's mm-hmm. what I've been doing for the past few years. I went full-time pretty recently. I also do some work for Avon. As of late, they, they recently just hired me on full-time as well. I pretty much focus on the, the merch and comic side of things. So I handle like our, our merch division, our, our new comic division. And just like a few other random tasks for them as well. But that's most of what I do is like the most of what I do mm. is like the comics and the merch and oh, also cool. the writing. Yeah. Huh. Comics. Can you uh, name any? I don't know. I didn't even know you had comics yet. It's, it's a very, very new branch for us. But we're, we've got actually quite a few. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can name any that I myself have worked on yet. Well, no, I can. I can. I can. I can. We're good. We have one for Mark of the Fool. So Trader Man's comic. Oh, that one's going to be, that one's really cool. I can't like share too much detail yet, but that one's going to be really, really good. That was announced a, a while ago. We also have one for Elegos, so mm-hmm. Remonarch. That one's also really, really cool, so looking forward to that. And then there's some that I haven't worked on that were also announced. Primal Hunter is getting a Webtoon oh. original and 40s retrailer trash. So uh-huh. if you know him, yeah. So those are all those are all really, really cool. And then we have a lot more in the wings that are that are doing super well, kind of on their, well on their way to hopefully coming out, but still in the production phase right now. Nothing I can really say too much on yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's plenty already. I think most people in the lit RPG space, especially authors, have heard of you before, but I've heard it's a very small shop behind the scenes. Yeah, Avon is... I mean, I'm not even going to count myself because I kind of just do like the stuff on the side, you know, like the comics and the merch is like the side branches. Mm-hmm. Avon as a whole is pretty much two guys. It's Rhett and Steve, the co-owners of Avon. They started just to publish their own books a while back and now it kind of exploded. And it's still pretty much just them, but they have hired on some extra help, mm-hmm. artists, editors, all that stuff. They can't do everything themselves. But Steve still does a lot of work on the covers. Rhett still does most of like, the marketing stuff. So it's still very much a small kind of team, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their at their bibliography right now, on Athon's page, and yeah, huh, pretty cool stuff. All right. Yeah, they're both really, really interesting people. I for sure. I mean, every anyone with the entrepreneurial drive to just go like, let's create a publisher, is I think adventurous and industrious. So I like that a lot. Okay, so do you want to talk a bit about your portfolio then? Because I'm I'm seeing a lot of like military sci-fi. I'm seeing a bit of thriller and suspense. Yeah, <laughs> Avon has a lot. They do sci-fi. They do thriller and suspense. Their biggest focus is progression fantasy and lit RPG. They focus mm-hmm. almost entirely on those two. But yeah, they, they definitely do have a very big sci-fi branch that they like because they both really enjoy sci-fi. I definitely say the main thing we push toward is lit RPG and progression fantasy. And as for the novels we have, I genuinely don't know if I can even go like there's there's so many I know we have over 600 and mm-hmm. I think that number is pretty old too like I think that's the one they've been using for a little while 
There's a lot. If you've seen something on railroad that you like, there's probably a pretty good chance it's signed with Avon if it's, you know, been out for a little while. <laughs> nice, nice flex. Okay, I got, I, I, that's, that's, that's good. No, I'm, I'm seeing like stuff like Battle Mage Farmer, for example, that's Apocalypse, right. Apocalypse Tamer from Maxime, who, like, whom I thought we had on yeah. the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I. And then you I, know we also have like Primal Hunter, He Who Fights with Monsters, mm -hmm. Defiance of the Fall. Mm -hmm. It's like the really big ones. Sunrise yeah. CVs, System Change. Uh, a lot of J. Paul stuff too. Yeah, JP with mm -hmm. like They Called Me Mad and his, mm -hmm. his Tower Cards new series and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Huh. Yeah, Mark of the Fool, right? Yeah, yeah T-Man, Mark of the Fool. And we have Melis' very famous TN. And that, and There's also this, 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 this guy called Actus who wrote like some sort of like an orc chef. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally, when people mention me, I get I get steamforged. People joke about mm -hmm. steamforged a lot because I thought I could write steampunk, and I couldn't. <laughs> oh, John was yeah. dead. But um, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, no, Avon's got a lot of a lot of authors. But I will say, like Avon's also not like like for example, you mentioned Morkster Chef, which is like the first novel I wrote, and they they picked me up and they had like a thousand followers and like no you know actual following on Railroad whatsoever. Like, I had, like, no engagement on my chapters. So they're very, like, they don't only take, like, big, like, popular authors or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. pretty much anyone can apply to them if you have, like, if you meet, like, the word count. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously helps if the novel's larger. Yeah. Again, we have, like, I know we've signed recently a lot of, like, two, three thousand, even one thousand follower fix. And mm -hmm. I know we also have some that aren't even on Raw Road. Like, some, like, cold call applications where they're just like, oh. I wrote this book, take a look. And so I know sometimes those go through. So Raw okay. Road definitely helps a ton, but... You don't need it. Mm -hmm. it so and and what's what's kind of like the like like a service then? So what do you what do you do that people like if, when they submit to you? Besides, of course, like the whole advance and all this kind of other kind of stuff. What do they yeah. do? So Avon, what the biggest like things we provide? So yeah, there as you said, there is the advance. I don't think we typically focus on the advance. The advance is especially mm -hmm. for like a small publisher. They're they're like we do do. Mm -hmm. It's not like we don't. We we we've definitely done some pretty solid advances, but like especially for a small publisher, they're very they're very expensive and they're not like super easy, because you know you're competing with like a really really big publisher a lot of time for an advance. But yeah, what we do is I we you know like just the basic like oh you know there's editing, there's like the cover, so you come in we you know we we pay for all of it obviously, just in case anyone doesn't know you should never pay the publisher any amount of money yeah. in any form yeah. yep. that yep. is called a vanity press. But yeah, so we, you know, we, we handle the editing, we handle the cover, the audiobook production, we all, we handle all of that. Avon mm -hmm. will also like, if, if an author really wants like a big audio advance, Avon will try to sublicense the author and like mm -hmm. kind of connect them with like a, a large audio company so they can try to get their hands on that larger advance. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say the biggest thing Avon provides though is marketing. I think that's where Avon really shines. Mm -hmm. Avon's marketing, like, I don't know how Rhett and Steve do it. I don't do the marketing myself, but they are absolutely insane in getting really, really, really good marketing, which is why huh. so many times you see releases that, like Borks Chef, for example, which should have crashed and burned on Amazon that actually do really dang well or, like, pretty acceptable. Huh. Pretty cool. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's definitely, definitely an upside, right? So if you're, if you're reading to getting your, your, well, like, your novel marketed well, okay. That's yeah, it's definitely like where Avon like shines the most. And also I think that's probably the most important bit, especially for our genre. 
I mean, mm -hmm. for any genre, really, marketing is like 90% of if your book does well. Mm -hmm. But especially in a genre where it's like you need to get books out really quickly. There's not really a lot of room for take for George R. R. Martining or oh, know, yeah, take like for... two years to write a book. That's not it's just not possible. Pat Roth Pat Pat Roth for thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. he just he's not gonna finish that book. That that book's not coming. People <laughs> have been saying is it's going to come soon, but I mean they've been saying that for ten years. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean it's 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 one of those things like maybe the Beatles will get to get get back together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, who knows? That being said, do love Patrick Rothfuss and you mentioned something oh, yeah. bef before about never pay a publisher. There are some slight exceptions. I think like a cost share, for example, if you do a cost share with a smaller publisher for the audiobook or something like that. But yeah, in general I, I probably still I, I guess I, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. It definitely depends on the publisher. Mm -hmm. I personally wouldn't do that i think i would yeah. definitely avoid any sort just because the chances of the like i mean if you put your research in you're like oh i know for a fact this isn't a vanity and they're actually just a very small publisher or like a small publisher mm -hmm. that's like you know doing some new things or testing you know pushing some limits like hey if we spend a little more mo or less money here maybe we can spend a little more money on marketing or a little more money on something mm -hmm. else or like a better like you know maybe cost share but we you know get a really really good narrator yeah, I could kind of see that. I but I think I still personally would like as a rule of thumb avoid spending money when you're publishing because that's, that's reasonable. Like, the, the the publisher's taking that money out of your your contract, right? Like you're you're they're earning money from your book. Mm -hmm. So typically you don't want to be paying them because then it, it like there's going to be too many publishers that pretend to be doing good and they're really just like they get the paycheck and then they publish it for as cheap as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I I I got you. I totally got you. No, in general, again, um, I mean, I've also already spoken about this in other podcast episodes. If you want to get published, there's many good publishers out there who will not ask you to pay. And if all publishers reject you, self-pub, go ahead and try that. You can do it. It's a lot of work, of course. Yeah, it's if, a ton of work. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they service channels and do the audio and everything. It's a shite ton of work. But also, there's always the way of writing another book. Yeah. Right. So I mean, just um, keep going until one of them works. Yeah. One of That's the kind of my strategy. Exactly. Most people on the Crit RPG podcast actually give you the advice: Hey, don't get too attached to your first book. Write it because you love it, and then be proud that you finished it. Learning how to finish is very important. And then, if no one's biting, that's okay. You can still do more stuff. You can write a new book, and it's going to be even better. You're going to love it even more than the first one. I guarantee it. Yeah, there are always, like, some authors, like Zogarth, for example, who only writes, like, Primal Hunter is the only book he writes, and it's probably yeah. the only book he ever will write. But, oh. yeah, unless you, like, really feel like that, where you're like, no, this is the only story I care about, then there are definitely times when, like, when you're writing your book and you're like, oh, man, this if, th if this isn't marketing, if it's not, like, mm. if it's not getting reads or if it's not, like, every publisher won't take it. I mean, still, for all, by all means, go self-pub it. Like, yeah. I mean, you get a lot of money self-pubbing, especially if it does well. Yeah. If it doesn't work, don't get torn up. Exactly. And of course, if you are writing, and I'm very, very sad to say this because I am one of those writers, but if you're writing a female protagonist, sci-fi, queer story with lots of POV changes, because that's what you want to write. That's going to be a little bit of a harder sell in this genre. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. It might be a great book. And maybe you can even go into the trap publishing route with this. Right. Yeah, there's definitely you should when you like start doing alternative alternative stuff where you're like trying to really push and you're like, like, yeah, it, it's definitely getting harder. So, yeah, like trying different avenues to get mm -hmm. readers is a very, very good idea. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I also definitely say, like, if you look at Malice, he writes exclusively female protag. He refuses to write mm-hmm. any male protag books. Who who's that? Malice D. He's the author of Amelia, of Salvos, TM. Oh, oh okay. Recently got a webcomic. Cool dude. Stuff you wish authors knew. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot. From the publishing perspective, I think, let's see if I like try to categorize it a little bit. I mean, the first one is obviously like, your book doesn't have to be perfect when you submit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about like, oh, I have to hire an, like a several thousand dollar editor before I send my manuscript in. Like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Like, that's, it's so much money that Avon or really any publisher is going to cover anyways because you send a book yeah. in, they're going to edit it again. Like, try, especially if you're like, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're like a university student, you don't have a ton of money or if you're just, you know, kind of working to make ends meet. Again, like a lot of us like slot writing in between like our full-time jobs. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't like make yourself broke editing a book that's going to get re-edited anyways. Avon is not going to toss your book out if you have a spelling error. Right, like you know, I mean, go through it. Don't like ha- send it in riddled with with errors to the point where it's unreadable. But you know, you like run it through like word editing or something, right? Mm-hmm. Don't don't like spend thousands of dollars. That's just just not worth it. You know, Avon's mm-hmm. not. We're not trying. We're not like looking to throw your book out. We're looking to pick it up. Right, that's mm-hmm. what we want. So, that, that being said, is there something that you would say, hey, like that's absolutely no go. We will not publish this. Oh uh, yeah, we don't do like harem. We don't do, or like if if it's like really graphic, or like mess like we don't do that. Uh, okay. you know, it's so really I mean, graphic, both in violence and sexuality. Probably honestly more in sexuality, and not because we're like oh that's gross, but because the way Amazon works, mm-hmm. you run stuff that's way too graphic there, you kind of get like blacklisted. Like they oh. they force you into like the romance or not the romance, but like the smut like erotica genre only. Yeah, and so then it's like you can't run ads for your stuff because they're like oh you know you're stuck with the eighteen plus onlys. So I think a lot, it's fairly common for a lot of publishers to be like, yeah, keep things like, I don't, I don't think PG-13, it's, it's definitely like, you can go relatively far. Like, it's not like a hard cut off if you have a sex scene, but usually it's like a fade to black type of thing. Yeah. Third base. (laughs) We need a European platform. (laughs) That would be nice. Amazon needs some competition. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really do wish they had some, but unfortunately they do not. Yeah, we can we can we can we can talk about the revolution out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see other things. Oh yeah, Kindle Unlimited and going mm-hmm. going wide. I have seen so much talk from both sides of people going, "Oh, you should you should go wide," or "Oh, you should go Kindle Unlimited." My personal view, and also generally the view of Avon, although Avon does do wide releases, like they're not. Okay. Like, if you go to them and you're like, "I want to go wide." I don't want to go KU. They're not going to say no. Uh, like 40s Trailer Trash, for example. That one is a wide publication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's everywhere. It's not just on Amazon. But like my point of view, and yeah, I think in general, is KU is like objectively better than going wide and by a yeah. really big margin. Uh, yeah. If you want... Where else would you even go? Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's the big thing because Amazon's competitors are basically non-existent. Like they're... You know, Spotify, like, they've got, like, their, their audiobook podcast, which isn't, was pretty cool, but that's more like Audible, and that's, again, kind of already a different, like, if we're, if we're looking just at ebook, right, yeah. like, ignoring audiobook entirely, I mean, what, are you going to go, Apple Books? Like, you're going to get 10 readers on there. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I wish they were better. I really do wish going wide yeah. was like a good option. You're, you're completely right. I just wanted to agree and say that Amazon is too big to fail. Exactly. Yeah. I, I guess a big part of it is if you're trying to make money and go full-time as an author. Because if you aren't, if you're not really concerned with that, if you're like, yeah, you know, I don't really care about money. Like, I want to get my book out everywhere as much as possible. Uh, I don't want to make it exclusive and I want to keep it on, like, web serial sites, for example. Yeah. By all means, don't go KU. But yeah. if you're trying to go full-time and you're trying to build an audience... Because one of the benefits of KU is the fact that people can read your book for, you know, for free. Yeah. So especially if you're like a new author, you know, people might be like less willing to take a chance on a book that they haven't heard of yet. Yeah. But if you're in KU, it's free. So it's, it's much, much easier to kind of build an audience that way. What's your, what's your take on the, basically the KU version of Audible that they're trying to like establish? Ah, uh, it, it, it's, it's, I actually did not know that was a thing yet. I'm sure Rhett and Steve do, but I can kind of, I kind of, kind of guess where it's going. If it's KU version of Audible, that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. I mean, on one hand, oh boy, Amazon gets another monopoly, but, <laughs> yeah. um, they try a lot of things. Like they tried, what was it called? Kindle Vell that crashed and burned. Yeah. If they can pull it off, I think it's. Great. I think it's a really good idea. Um, unless I'm not, like, unless I don't know of some scummy thing that they've done, which is also entirely possible. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, in general, I think that, like, the cheaper, because KU is also cheaper for readers. Yes. I am I am an author and a reader. I read a lot of books, you know, like, several books a week. You know, I just mow through them when I go to bed. I don't want to spend, like, ten bucks a book or five bucks a book every single time I read. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm all for making it way more accessible for people to be able to read audiobooks. I am curious as to how Amazon will do it because their KU royalties are already like per page read are very, very low. I mean, it adds up over a book, obviously, but Audible's royalties are famously bad. Like to like, hmm. I know Sanderson called him out on it a little while ago. He's like, yeah, your royalties are god awful. He did? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think. Oh, wow. Audible? I think Sanderson made a big post. I don't think it was specifically about royalties as much as it was like, if you don't go exclusive with Audible, you, you get like some obscenely low number of royalties to the point where it's almost like losing money per purchase or something. Like yeah. It's, it's really, really bad. I, I do remember he made a post. He's like, hey, this is kind of scummy. I'm going to release my books on my own site or something like that. Going back to the main topic, obviously, Atheon, uh, Athon, sorry, um, does help you with navigating all this stuff, right? Because if you're an author right. like yeah. me, I don't want to deal with all this stuff. I really yeah, don't. they do all of it for you. They, yeah, they, exactly. they they handle like if you want to be like really involved, like if you're like, oh, I'm really dead set on doing it this way, mm -hmm. like they're good. But I, mean, I guess it de it depends on like what the thing is. If you're like I'm dead set on launching this without telling anybody, they're gonna be like, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but they want to make they want to make you as much money as possible. That is yeah. that is you know that's our goal is we want to make money, right? Yeah. For you and you know, for and us, that's yeah. I think why like, yeah exactly because we both earn money off of this. We're not motivated to see you fail it, yeah. it means just, you fail too just because I, because i misspoke i said for us and i meant like for you i'm not affiliated with any of the publishers uh, on this podcast just saying uh, this is important for me <laughs> okay but is there more stuff that you wish authors knew let's see i mean there's a whole bunch of things but it's, it's all it's like there's probably things i don't know right now that i wish i i'd know in a little while and i could come back and say those oh yeah but sure. there's always like more like, like it, it's like the you know, so when you're posting your, like, Royal Road, for example, is a very, very good tool to put your book on. But I think most people know this, but if you stick your book on Royal Road, it's not getting tread published. 
Oh yeah. Bar like the most crazy exception like Travis Baldry. I think Travis Baldry he did it. He first published it on, on Royal Road, then he self-published, and I then I don't even know if it was on Royal Road. I could be wrong. I, I for some reason I thought he went straight to KU. Oh yeah, he did. I don't know him, but what I've heard of him is that he would be the kind of person who doesn't do well in serial fiction because he is probably not just because of how busy he is very busy yes and also very dedicated to his craft right yeah you got to like really hone and refine and yeah typically that's not like it you can't spend i guess that's another good one don't like get your book edited and readable and all that especially with a publisher but even if you're without one like put effort into editing don't like publish Mm -hmm. garbage but at the same time, don't like the whole thing in trad publishing. Like, like, oh, write three drafts of your book. Yeah, don't don't do that. Like, unless you're like really dedicated to this one book, and mm-hmm. you don't have like a time crunch, or you don't have like you're not trying to go full time. You and can't you can't spend that much time. You have to just keep going. Exactly. If you're publishing on Royal World, you just don't have the time. And if you are super dedicated to this one book, and it is your first one, I say this with all the love that I can do, because I have been there. Your first book is most likely not going to be the book that's going to get you out there. Right. Right. Yeah, it certainly can. But I'll be honest, if, if it's the book that's going to get you out there in this genre, chances are you spending that extra, you know, those extra months or even, you know, even a year. Years, If you're yeah. really going hard. It's not going to change how well the book does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it'll, it'll boost yeah. it. But if your book is going to pop off, it's going to pop off. We we talked about this before too, right? Godclad's very high up there in the quality. Um, yeah. So there's definitely th- a few authors yes. in the genre that do like are well known for like having absolutely fantastic prose. I I really like Nobody's. I don't think it was like super flowery, but I think it was very very clean and concise. So I really enjoyed that. All right. So more stuff you wish authors knew. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. I definitely say. I guess this is like me self plugging a little bit, but take books farther than just books. Like, especially if you can, like, I think, like, the comic space is something that, you know, I, I'm, I really push for. I think they're really, really cool. I think it's just really cool to try to push to go for comics, go for, for merch. You know, give your readers more when you can. Like, obviously, it's, it's, it's not cheap. It's very expensive. But, you know, if you can get someone to do it or if you got the capital, because, you know, there's definitely some authors in this space that do have the capital. Yeah. You know, it's like, go for more. And so you will have comic readers reading your books and book readers reading your comics. Exactly. It is, yeah. it is a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So the first thing you do is you just get 7,000, 8,000 followers. And then you just get 5,000 Patreons or something. It's easy as that. I will say you don't have to be that big. Uh, I mean, obviously that helps. It helps like that's where <laughs> you could like fund it yourself. Yeah. But you could definitely like, like if, yeah. if you have like, Four or five thousand followers, you're already like in the range where it's doable. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't hemorrhage money. Be careful. Comics yeah. are very, very expensive. Oh, yeah. But, you know, stuff like getting like a pitch done, it's a few thousand. It's still very, very pricey, but it's manageable. Or, you know, hell, come to a publisher. Let Avon do it for you. <laughs> exactly. My, uh, that, that's, that's me. That's my job. So I obviously have to pitch that. Okay, awesome. All right. So. Are there any stories that surprised you recently? Obviously, no one reads Demonic Tree. XK oh, and I have... Yeah. No, one, no one reads that. That's a tiny book. 
I don't know if you've seen the ads on Railroad recently. Yeah, what's what's the other one? Um, I think it's um, engraving BDSM student. No, wait. Um. <laughs> oh no! Right. Yeah. What was it again? The name of the book that XK was fighting with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make you say it. Oh my God! Return of the Runebound Professor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, everyone, no one, no one reads XK's books. We all know this. Some people did actually think XK and I had beef, which was really funny. I got some hate mail <laughs> for that. You just chat with each other and like post it on your respective pages. Yeah, we, it would have been funny, but it's you know one people actually being toxic. So I oh, get yeah. it. No yeah. one was like too bad. There were a few people that were, but you know for the most yeah. part it was fine. But yeah, there was a book that I was enjoying that was on Rising Stars a little bit ago. Is it Merchant Crab? Uh, Merchant Crab was funny as hell. Uh, that was a good one. I was actually thinking of the um, Apocalypse Me, Devour oh. the Apocalypses by Noct. Oh, I really liked that. I saw it when it was like just starting up on Rising Stars, and I was like, oh, this is. I really like this one. It, it kind of got shafted by Rising Stars, unfortunately. Mm. It was one of those novels that was going up, but it wasn't like, it didn't have like those massive shout outs to really push it up there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it did, did get to top seven for a little while. It unfortunately didn't like stick super hard, which bummed me out. It, it was like a battle royale. Oh, anything else you want to say about Athon that makes you attractive and look sexy? Well, we oh, we have uh, mandatory skimpy uniforms. Oh, <laughs> so like with, no, the, with, the, with the mini skirts oh, yeah. and like the the like you know like like tangas that go over your yeah 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 yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. all all handcrafted. <laughs> yeah, we we take a lot of pride in our mini skirts. But no, I'd say uh, <laughs> I'd say like with Avon, like I think marketing is are still our strongest suit. But hey, you know if you're interested in getting merch done or comics done, if that mm -hmm. interests you, that helps me too. Uh, helps me prove to Rhett and Steve that they're not wasting money on me. But, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you're if you're interested in, in comics merch, we're as far as I know still the only ones that do that right now. Although I, I do know there are some other publishers looking into it. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I think marketing is still Don's strongest suit. Mm -hmm. uh, we we have a very 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 good marketing arm. So even if your novel, like if you're like yeah, my novel isn't like great for well road but it, it's like an amazon targeted novel mm -hmm. you know we can help so don't like don't feel like your novel has to be massive on Royal road to, to submit like well we look at every submission or i say we i don't do that that's that's rhett and steve's problem but <laughs> they, they do actually look at like every submission they do read through them so yeah don't just sit around on your novel just waiting if you yeah. want your book to do well you have to act yeah. so you know either self-pub it or you know what we offer sounds interesting if you want like a a lot of marketing behind you. You want like you don't want to worry about doing like the production, the audiobook, yet mm -hmm. thing. You know, give us a call. See, we, we I think we can help. Awesome. All right, thank you so much, Actus. Um, thank you very much for representing Athon. It was of course, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was Athon of fun. You, you mean to say? God. <laughs> oh, your yeah. poor listeners. Oh no no no! They 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 used to it. They're addicted. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope I'll see you around. If you enjoyed this show, you might also enjoy the main series of Crit RPG Podcast, where we talk with authors pretty much every week. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>